Hi there, this is a piece of audio content that is only available in full over at patreon.com slash elwoodcitylimits. We wanted to give you a little bit of a preview to show you what you might be missing out on. You can join us for as little as $1 under the pay what you want model at patreon.com slash elwoodcitylimits and get access to over dozens of hours of content, including every episode of For the Kids, a PBS Kids podcast. We appreciate you listening, whether you're a patron or whether you're listening on the free feed. You're under no obligation to join, and thank you very much for checking out this preview. But if you'd like to know what these episodes and extra content sounds like, here's a little bit of a sneak peek like what a reference was but then looking back on it, it's like oh my gosh this is so informed by a lot of the media that came before it um so yeah i want to as as with the other episodes i do want to quickly go through a little history here but we're not going to focus as much on that as we do in uh for the kids so sticking around as it's a little bit more of an obscure cartoon in the grand scheme of things there's not a whole lot of information to be found out about it um, it was created by an actress named Brienne Leary and a director, writer, and animator named Robin Steele. Now, Brienne Leary uh, is credited as the creator, um, has a couple of writing, directing credits on the show, but it seems to be Robin Steele is the person who does a, a lot of the heavier lifting in terms of the sheer credits. And Robin Steele started basically the concept of sticking around on something called liquid television, mm, which some of you mm. older Americans will <laughs> likely recognize because it's an MTV thing. MTV's right. liquid television was a series of programs that were essentially animated interstitials, and it was just like a almost like a variety show, and it'd just be all kinds of animated sketches. That's where uh, Aeon Flux got started, which is one of the most popular parts of that program. And one of the parts I, of the program... I, uh, yeah. Sorry to interrupt it. I, yeah, go on. Liquid television is one of those things where we absolutely never had it in Canada because we never had MTV in Canada. We had much music. And so I only know about liquid television from hearing like Gen X Americans talk on podcasts. <laughs> right. uh, to them, it seems like it was like a really important kind of aesthetic and stylistic, like a, a, a total kind of sea change in terms of what you could do on TV for for youth oriented TV but yeah. from our perspective it's totally alien like I have no <laughs> idea uh, anyway continue. I, I only know about it again because that's where the cartoon Aeon Flux was broadcast which led to a not good movie and then Stick Figure Theater was a segment that Robin Steele did and it's just stick figure representations of scenes from movies and they're really good you can look up Stick Figure Theater on YouTube and I, Lucas, I sent you one. It's I think it's my favorite one. It's the animation of the trailer for Psycho, and it's the yeah. the animated Alfred Hitchcock just going like, "Good afternoon." It's it's the audio from the trailer. They just animated around it, and it's he's this very like he's got these beady eyes. He's very portly. It's a great animation, and you can totally see the through line to what sticking around would be. Um, so they came together to create this. The show originally aired in 1994 on CBS in America It was in these one-minute interstitial animations. The animation uh, went on to be produced by Nelvana, who we've talked about before, and the show itself was executive produced by YTV, which is where we would have watched this. YTV, we've spoken about it before, uh, stands for Youth Television, and it was the... We always, we always do the kind of American equivalent, Lucas. What's the, what's the American equivalent to YTV? 
So YTV would have been the one that had all the Nickelodeon shows. Yes. Um, it was the SpongeBob, uh, yep. anything that was kind of like gross out. That that was a big part of the aesthetic. Goop, glop, one-eyed creatures. That yep. was YTV. Mm-hmm. A lot of cartoons and a lot of live action programming aimed at kids and younger teens. The Lucas, I sent you this the one that is actually literally the pilot for this episode that we watched, and it's but it was aired as a one minute interstitial. I believe YTV also aired these as well, but they did air originally on CBS. And you can see it's essentially just a rougher version of the cartoon. And every every character is voiced by one voice actor in that mm-hmm. version. Yes, ex- exactly. So you can see how the style evolves from stick figure theater to these interstitials. You can find the interstitials on YouTube as well in various quality. This is like recorded off of television. But and then to the actual show, which, as we said, executive produced by YTV and animation produced by Nelvana, which was also responsible for, uh, if I remember correctly, Yvonne of the Yukon, as we've talked about before. And uh, the first little bit of Arthur, it was the it was one of the Canadian animation studios. So the series aired from August 1996 to April 1998, uh, three seasons of 39 episodes, primarily on YTV, and it aired reruns until 2004. It aired in the U.S. You may have seen it on Fox Kids from 1997 to 1998, and I remember my mind being blown when Sticking Around was on YTV and Fox Kids. Like, I, you know, to a child who doesn't understand how, like, distribution works or even really what TV networks are, I was like, does this mean that, like, Arthur can air on Fox Kids? Does this mean that Power Rangers can air on PBS? And it's like, I know. no, but, it, but it, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's like somebody jumping over from WCW to WWF in the 90s. It's just like, you could do this? Like, <laughs> it was so wild. And it also aired on Nickelodeon in the year 2000. And even more recently, it was on NBC's Kubo Network from 2016 to 2020. And if you are interested in watching the show, like, you you know, we watched the second episode of the first season. It is free and officially available on YouTube, at least here in Canada. I can't speak to America or any other territories, but you can get the whole thing free and legal on YouTube. It is also on Amazon in Prime. HD. Yeah, it's in really good quality. It's also on Amazon Prime and on the Film Rise streaming network, which I had not heard of before. Lucas, August of 1996, like I, according to the date, when this started airing, I was five years old. Yeah, I was definitely not watching this on its first run. I was mm. one. So I, uh, as you said, reruns aired until 2004. Um, and from, you know, 2000 to 2004 is when I was watching about four hours of TV a day, if not more. Um, so that's probably where I got the majority of my sticking around in. I was pleased to see that in its time it was celebrated. It won the Gemini Award, which we've spoken about before. It's the Canadian equivalent to the Emmys for Best Animated Program or Series in Spring 1998. So it was recognized for what it was doing. Lucas, one of the one of the challenges of doing this podcast is that, especially we're talking about animation, we're you know we're talking about animation in a non-visual media. So it's going to be very hard. To describe the style of sticking around effectively. So again, we encourage you to watch this show. And honestly, like if you like this episode that you that you're watching for this podcast, watch the rest of it. It goes down so easy. Um, I I looked into this a, a little bit as much as I could. So Nelvana animated the show using a program called Boiler Paint that uses a technique called line boil. Now I'm going to be careful here. I know that we have a couple of you know 
uh, illustrators, animators who are listening to us, and I don't mean to represent anything. So as I understand it, line boil is the type of wiggly animation style that you see in sticking around. It's very uh, constantly moving. It gives the effect of constant movement of a character as though it's being constantly redrawn. So sticking around uses both paint and line boil. So that's why uh, uh, a in good, the static uh... shots, they're all like moving around. A good comparison would be Squiggle Vision yes. of uh, Dr. Katz fame. If, it, if you've seen Dr. Katz, uh, everybody's always constantly moving. It's like the lines will not say static. This is like that, but there's another element at play, which is that not only are, you know, uh, the lines constantly moving and the way that everybody's colored in uh, isn't necessarily like they're using the paint tool to fill the characters completely. It looks like everyone is hand-colored in. There's noticeable spaces in everyone's coloring as if a child had drawn these characters. So that's the other element, is not only is everything moving all the time, but everything is in the, drawn purposefully in the style of an amateur artist or a kid, like a kid drew it. Um, the closest comparison, this is not how things animate, but it is how things look, would be the Teen Girl Squad cartoons from Homestar yes. Runner. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. the, the, the way the characters are drawn are very similar to the characters from Teen Girl Squad, except in this case, um, the movement is much more fluid um, and everything is in full color. But everything down to, you know, the way the characters are colored in to the backgrounds. The backgrounds are a really kind of subtly standout part of this show because they always look like someone just got bored with a uh, kind of low-budget marker or or one of those markers you would just buy at like a stationery store uh, that's not for a professional artist and they just squiggled all over trying to fill up the background as quickly as possible. Um, So it achieves this totally unique effect where the show both looks like a child drew it but also looks like it has totally timeless fluid animation that is not like anything you see nowadays. Despite being simple characters and and simple drawings, um, you could tell that there's something going on here where it doesn't look like a Flash show at all. It, it looks totally unique. Right, and the part of its appeal is that, as you said, it looks like a child drew it, so it made it really easy like to draw fan art of the show because it's, you know, in case... It wasn't obvious from the name and where it came from. Sticking around is basically just stick figures. That's what a lot of the characters are stick figures. But it's so much more than that because within that framework and, again, in relatively simple stick figures, they're able to change them and to move them in such strange and interesting ways that I think worked really well. Okay, that's going to do it for now. But we will see you next time on Elwood City Limits or at patreon.com slash Elwood City Limits if you decide to join us. Thank you very much and have a great week.